0: When is the next time that Christmas falls on a Sunday? What year? What? 33. That is correct. 11 years from now. Because of the way leap year, and I, yes, I scrolled and looked. That can't be 11 years from now. So I will be 69 in 11 years. That sounded worse with a microphone. Yeah, you're right behind me. What do you do with good news? Share it. I had a text this morning. One of it sounds like I'm bragging. One of many. So maybe it said, "Merry Christmas." My home group has heard this story. So this this text this morning it came through. Most of the time, it's not a personal. It's to me, uh, and it's scripture. Now, this started 10 years ago, and it was right after uh, God called us to grace. And I got this text, and, and then the next day, another verse, and the next day, another verse. And so I pulled Darren aside and said, hey, put this phone number in your contact and see who it is. And he did, and he says, I don't have anybody in my contacts with that. And I said, well, it's somebody sending me scripture. And he, looked, he says, I don't know that number. So I thought, it's got to be somebody at grace or somewhere in Somerville and they're doing that. So I said, hey, uh, sorry, I don't know you. Can you, who is this? And they said, oh, quit messing around. I went, it's not helping me. I said, no, really, I, I don't know who this is. And they said, ah, you're messing. It's Cat Reb's wife. I said, sorry, I don't know a cat. And, and, and she said, hi, you're so funny. And then back to scripture. So this goes on a few months just scripture. And I'm like, and of course, I'm keeping one in the loop because, you know, it's some lady I don't know and there's text. And I, but, you know, to say, stop sending me scripture block, you know, I don't <laughs> feel like doing that. So after a few months, I, I went, okay, because I'm not responding, but I'm reading the scripture. It's awesome. Uh, so I put, thanks for the text or for the verse, Bob. See what happens. <laughs> so I wrote back. Uh, it's cat. And that's all all she said. And I'm like, oh. so this, this goes on for a couple more years. And every so often my hunger is like, Hey, what's up with scripture lady? Cause that's what she's in my contact. And I was telling my dad this story and it was driving him nuts. And he's like, don't you want to know? And I'm like, oh. and so finally he says, okay, I can't, I can't stand it. And he got on one of those websites where you can get a subscription and put in the phone number verse lookup. So he does it. And I get her name and she lives nearby. I won't say it since we're streaming, Uh, but it's in the low country, which matched up because when we had a small hurricane come through, uh, she was one of the few times she said something personal, said, good in, I won't say her town. (laughs) Um, So anyway, I went, well, that's right. So now I had her name, and I looked. I'm not friends with her on Facebook, so she's watching this live stream. I know it. And she's going to say, don't you remember me? We were in middle school together. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, Thank you for the Scripture. So anyway, Dad, Dad got her. So I did find, and I'm still thinking, she just doesn't know. But it turns out she is following me on Twitter too, so she knows me. So anyway, Scripture... Almost five, six days a week, very faithful, and sometimes it is exactly what I need to hear. And uh, God, there's a story there. One day we we may meet, or if if not, we'll talk in heaven, and she's going to correct me on why I didn't remember. (laughs) But very willing to share good news, and so when you think about it, for us, what do we what do we do with good news? We share it, and I think we're going to see that here in in the Christmas story. Last week we kind of took just a few minutes and we looked at the the birth. And so today we're going to kind of go a little further with the message and the response. So turn with me to Luke chapter 2, and we will pick it up go 8 to 20 this morning. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock. And then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you who is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly hosts with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. And when the angel said, left them and returned to heaven. The shepherds said to one another, let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. And after seeing them, they reported the message that they were told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. Let's pray. Father, grateful, grateful that you would send Christ, that he would step out of eternity, step out of heaven and put on flesh and bone. We thank you for the story. We thank you that we're able to read it and to celebrate today uh, this incredible, incredible Show of love, grace, mercy, and compassion when your only son came, and so Lord, thank you. Bless our time as we continue to worship you today in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, in the same region, verse verse eight. There, so here nearby, the same region, Bethlehem, Jerusalem, this area. We have the shepherds, and they're out working. It's the late hour, it's the night shift, it's the graveyard shift, it's not the favorite one. Um, I've, a few times in my life I've had those jobs where you had to work overnight and you feel like the whole world is resting in their beds and you're up doing it, some of y'all go, I'm still doing that. Um, But here are the shepherds, they're doing that. And if, as we look through scripture uh, and we go through the Old Testament into the New, it's, in the Old Testament, a shepherd was actually very respected and was highly looked upon as a as a, a job, as a career, as a, as a, as a livelihood. Um, and we see a lot of the people in Scripture that we would look up to, Moses, Abraham, David, those uh, that were shepherds. But over time and as we hit the New Testament, they're not quite so highly looked upon. There's still some, but it's not as much. Um, these, these guys had, for their time now, they were looked down upon in some cases. Uh, they didn't have the dignity that they used to have. Uh, they actually could not even uh, give testimony um, in, a, in a court, or that it wasn't trustworthy. They were considered kind of drifters. But it's interesting, they wouldn't give testimony, but they're going to give testimony, Right. They're going to give testimony to the world very shortly. You know, they could not observe the ceremonial laws. They were considered dirty. Um, These were the guys in the region that were working that night. And these were the ones that were shepherding the flock. They're taking care of the sheep, the sheep that needed care, um, protection from wild animals, from theft, uh, they needed to be watered and uh, graze grass for grazing, placed to bed down for the night. So this is what these guys were doing. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them. So you get that picture, that moment. It's another ordinary going to be a long night. Just the night's drag here, the sheep... We're doing that. And then suddenly, boom, an angel of the Lord stood before them. And so in that moment, I wonder if they were like, am I dreaming? Uh, What is going on? And then in that moment, then a a terror begins to flood over them. Because we see right as the angel stands before them, it says, the glory of the Lord shone around them. And so as they are there and that, that washes over them, And it says, they were terrified. And that is totally expected. I mean, we see that in Scripture. We see it in the Old Testament, Abraham and Daniel and David, others. When when they were encountering a holy God, it was terror that would wash over them. And the angel said to them, and get these first three words, and it's not the best news at all, but it's definitely to help set the stage for great news. It says, don't be afraid. Now, you don't tell somebody, hey, don't be afraid when things are going great, right? (laughs) When you hear those words, it's usually a very difficult situation. And and I I call when my uh, brother was in a, a car accident a few years ago, and uh, the car was resting up against a tree, and the first guy to him was definitely there, to, and it was bringing him comfort. And probably for all of us, we've been in a season where we're in a moment where it's a, it's a very difficult situation, and this is something we need to hear. Don't be afraid. You know, you're not alone. Here it is for these shepherds. Don't be afraid. And I don't know if they were in this moment now, they're in such fear, and they, they're in this presence, and they're just closing their eyes and looking down. I don't know how this, but when they hear that, don't be afraid, is that when they're able to now look up and to be receptive to the news that's to come, because the angel says this, for look, I proclaim to you, right, the angel, I declare, I'm going to give you information, I am telling you something, and it, it's good news good news the gospel and that the gospel that and so it shares that word the Greek word evangelize so this is this is to come sharing it I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all people so it's not just hey I'm giving you news just for you guys I'm not giving this good news for you in Bethlehem or you in Jerusalem Bethlehem Jerusalem or you in all the Hebrews, it's to all people. Rich, poor, Jew, Gentile, peasant, king, this is news for all people. And this is being proclaimed to them, and it's to be shared today. That's what's happening around the world. This good news is being proclaimed to all people. And there are those who are hearing it, maybe even this weekend, for the first time, they are hearing this good news. And my prayer is there are hearts and lives and families being changed around the world for Jesus Christ because they are hearing this. And as Casey said just a few moments ago, it's going to lead to a Savior, one who goes to the cross and dies a death that we deserve because of our sin and rebellion and push back on God. And Christ is going to take it for us and then be put in a tomb and then three days later rise again. Folks, that is good news. Sobering, that's a heavy price for sin and a price you and I could not absorb. We could not take it. We could not earn it. And we need to share that. Today, in the city of David, that's Bethlehem, the house of bread is what that means, which, as Warren Wearsby said, it, uh, the uh, ideal birthplace for the bread of life. So it says, Today, in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. So this is a. Uh, one of two places in the Gospels where we refer it's referred Christ as Savior. The other is John four forty two. So this is the uh, following the woman at the well, and it's after Jesus encounters her and she shares the word and spreads it. And here we pick up just a couple of verses right here in John four. Now many Samaritans from the town believed in him because of what the woman said. Okay, so here's another one who's going in telling. He, he told me, um, said when she testified, he told me everything I ever did. And so the Samaritans came to him and they asked him to stay with them and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of what he said. And they told the woman... We no longer believe because of what you said since we have heard for ourselves and know that this really is the Savior of the world. The Savior of the world has come. Now, another note on here, it's the only time we see Savior, Messiah, and Lord merged in on a verse. And here's the God of the universe, flesh and bone. And this is being shared, a blue collar, night shift, dirt in the sandals, guys working at night among the sheep, the dirty sheep. And this is the the ones that this message is proclaimed to, this good news. This will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. So here's... I've shared the good news and here's how you can see that and know and confirm it. Now it says you will find a baby. It's the same word that's used for Elizabeth when she encounters Mary. It's the same word. The baby leaped inside of me. So a very humble beginning, yes. Going into an animal feeding trough wrapped in cloth. Some would say it on the outside looking in this is going to be a rough start and yet this is the humble beginning of the God of the universe coming and being among us right here what news humble Christ came he didn't come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many Suddenly, there was a multitude of the heavenly host. And that word host is kind of a picture of an army encampment, a large number. A multitude of the heavenly host with the angel praising God. And so I, uh, when I'm picturing this, in that moment, the angel stands before them, the glory of the Lord shines around them, don't be afraid, hear the snow. And then now, here's a multitude praising God. And saying, glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace to people he favors. That's God's peace to God's people. And so this is one that we're, we all, rich, poor, first world, third world, it's something that we, would, we love, that we strive for, that we, we want, but the world cannot give peace. But when we come to faith and we join the family of God, we trust Christ as Savior, God's peace comes. Peace. So even in the midst of difficult circumstances for you and me, we can we, there can be a peace here. And I think for Mary and Joseph in this moment, uh, for them as the shepherds getting ready to go see this sign, there was peace for them. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, so I think it may be the first moment they've talked now and, and maybe their have, hearts have to calm down and they have to catch their breath and then finally they say, let's go straight to Bethlehem. Let's go straight. I guess they're going to go. The sheep will be fine. Let's go. And they say, see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they already recognize this is a message that has come. It's come to us. God has told us. He's made it known. And so what are they going to do? They're going to like the Samaritan. They're going to go tell. They're going to go check. They're going to go see this great news. So they hurried off. Verse 16, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger precisely how they were told, exactly. And after seeing them, they reported the message that had been told about this child. So there they are. They're going to tell, they're going to share. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. And I think when you and I, we process, when we work through Luke, we'll see that over and over again, the amazement that that people had when they encountered the risen Lord, when they encountered Jesus even before that, as they heard him teach, as they saw the miracles, amazement. What is it? How do we respond to good news? You know, when we get a job promotion, when we have the birth of a grandchild, when we pay off a debt, when we graduate from high school, when we get baptized, what do we do with good news? We share it, and we usually share it with those that we care for. And even more so when when there's good news that maybe we share it with people that we don't really know, but it's such good news, we have to tell it. And so as we finish out 2022 and head to 2023, may we be like the, the shepherds. May we be like those early followers in Acts, where they went and they shared, they shared this good news. There's a Savior. There's an opportunity to be forgiven, to come to faith, to have peace in the midst of a crazy world. Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them, and that's why I believe we have a lot of this, the detail of this in Luke. And the shepherds returned Glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. And so for for us, would we be those people that share this good news? Christmas 1910 in Czechoslovakia, uh, Jana and Susanna and their family of five were in this town. It was heading into Christmas season and the plague was raging in this town, Diphtheria. I got it right. I have to make sure. I ask my, my nurse wife when I'm speaking medical terms. <laughs> Diphtheria. And some of you are going, I, I'm not sure what that is, but uh, if I'm gonna. It's a gray paste in the back of your throat, and it makes breathing difficult, swallowing difficult. It's and and especially in this that day and age, there's there's not a vaccine and it's very contagious and a lot of fatalities. And in this Czechoslovakian town, it was raging. And when a family would begin to have symptoms, somebody would go and they would mark an X on the door and indicate this house is under quarantine. And multiple places in this community, over half the town would end up getting this. And Jan and Susanna were there and their five-year-old daughter got it. And then right after that, their two little boys got it. And in a matter of days, Jan and Susanna were... Jan was putting together a pine box for his three children. And he and Susanna left because everybody was so fearful. They had to do it alone. And they had to drag that pine box and take it to the graveyard and bury them. And the two of them, struggling through the Lord's, Supper, Lord's prayer, then began the journey back to their home. He, Jan, was already having symptoms. And so they came back into the house. Uh, Shoes are still there, but it's a dark, sad, cold house now. And now he's beginning to wheeze. Susanna makes a little bowl, poor family, a little bowl of soup and puts it there in bread, and he tries, and then he slides it away. He says, I can't, I can't swallow it. And he goes to lay down. And Susanna now goes and she stirs the fire, beginning to think now, I may be a widow by morning. And he gasps and says, I'm not sure I'm going to see another Christmas. I don't think I'll see New Year's. And she stirs the fire, looks out the window and Psalm 121. One comes to her mind, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence comes my help my help comes from the lord the maker of heaven and earth and she she she's standing there she's kind of praying through this verse and she looks up in the and it's beginning to snow harder and there's a lady coming down the street and she kind of looks she's got a purple scarf on hunched over one hand there's a jar of some kind of liquid and then she turns and comes up to her house and she knocks and Susanna opens the door very carefully and warns her, hey, we've had the plague, my, wife, my husband has fever. And the lady says, I know, may I step inside just for a moment? And so Susanna backs away, opens the door and, and lets the lady come in and the lady steps in and, and she says, I have this. Take a white cloth, wrap it around your finger stick it in here, it's pure kerosene, stir it around, then wipe your husband's mouth and throat out. And then have him take a tablespoon of this and drink it. And she says, if if you do that, your husband will get better. If not, he will surely die. And then she steps back out into the cold and begins hunched over, walking back down the street. Well, Susanna does it. She get, takes that, does for her husband. The next morning, Christmas morning, he wakes up, he gets sick, and all that deadly mucus comes out. And his fever breaks. And that Christmas morning, they didn't have presents, they didn't have the voices of their children, but they had the gift of life there. This family, this couple, ended up having eight more children. A set of triplets, two sets of twins, immigrated to America in the 1920s. And this story was passed down through their family of that Christmas when a lady brought the gift of life to them. Christ came. He is the gift of life. May we share that. It's good news. And we don't hold it in, we share it. Amen? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, grateful that we get to say Heavenly Father. Thank you for the gift of your Son. His perfect obedience to your will. And Lord, we get to celebrate today. Father, we pray for our community, our world. Lord, that throughout the world today the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ your son is being shared we pray for res- receptive hearts Lord we pray for a revival in us, in our community our church, our world Lord, we pray against the forces that are opposed to you and Lord that this good news would continue to be proclaimed to all people and we pray for revival Lord we thank you for rescuing us Lord even in difficult circumstances and we will have some we will have more Lord we pray that we will rest in the peace of knowing that we're your children and Father we thank you for that Lord any in here or online that are watching Lord if this is something they've wrestled with and they're coming to a point of recognizing that Jesus is the Savior the Messiah, the Lord. I pray that they'll just repent of sin and and put faith and trust in Jesus, your son. Lord, I thank you. Uh, thank you for this time that we get to celebrate together. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.